This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Oh, God. Welcome in to the Cap and Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three hour ride here on this Monday morning with open phone lines for you at 312 332 ESPN 332 3776 is our phone number. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN without Chicago. That's where you can watch our show and all the shows here on ESPN Chicago. And my guy, Cap, you gotta love him because here he is, the jet setter. Flying across the country, spending time at the Sands, watching Don Rickles. I was not watching at the, the Sands. <laughs> what? The Sands is gone. Sorry? I was at the wind. There he is at the Sands, spending time with Rickles, watching the Rat Pack. I mean, who has the money to be able to get themselves on a flight to TWA and going cross country to spend time watching the Rat Pack? My guy, Cap. Tell us, man, how was it? How was the martinis? Still two two bucks? How was it? They were not two bucks. They're expensive, but it was awesome. We were in Vegas. My wife and I, my brother and sister in law, saw Sebastian oh. Maniscalco. Oh, you brought and Pat McGann. Oh, you oh. brought you brought the old lady with you, huh? She's not old. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, isn't that the era? I mean, if you're gonna go to Vegas, you got to use the jargon. You got to wow. use that. You didn't bring the Girl Friday this time, huh? No Girl Friday. You, you didn't bring the secretary? The Sands is gone. The Stardust doesn't exist anymore. Lefty Rosenthal's not in the desert. I'm hearing that. You know, I'm hearing that Telly Savala's still doing a one-man show. Is that true? He says a little sing and dance? He's dead. Huh? He's dead. Well, that's where you were, it's weren't you? all modernized. Let me tell you. Well, that's terrible. We'll get into it a little later. I, I, I want to know how it was. Vegas was amazing. Yeah. And I came home a loser. I did not win any money. But it was, we had a blast. Food is off the chain out there. Yeah. Well, I don't want to hear that, that you came home as a loser. I mean, usually you get a couple of, you know, shellings in your pocket. And if it's not you, it's Mindy. What about Mindy? Did she have come home with some money? She actually has a couple hundred dollars in her wallet. See, I always think like this. Even if you don't do well, Cap, if Mindy is being able to get something with sports gambling or at the tables, that means the Kaplan family won. So you're in the black. At least somebody is able to win. I gave her a few chips to play with at the blackjack. Yeah. And you got to hunt around. The blackjack's stupid expensive out there now. We find a 25-hour table. That's like dirt cheap out there. Mm -hmm. She got up, I think, $190. She's like, I'm good. I'm like, you're out of chips already? She's like, no, I'm good. She had the chips already in her purse. Mm-hmm. And cash out. Cashed out, put mm-hmm. her 190 bucks in her wallet. She's good. Mm-hmm. Me, I got to go to the ATM. Of course. Yeah. Not good. But Cause, cause the old ATM, what, what's, the, what's the percentage on that? Was that 18%? Probably. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> they see you coming. As soon as they said, as soon as you go to the ATM, give me your money. Exactly. Give me your money. There will honey. be a $9 million service charge for this. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was awesome. Sebastian Maniscalco, highly recommend. Awesome. Pat McGann, hilarious dude. Chicago guys, well, awesome. And then we sit down at the blackjack table, mm-hmm. and there's a guy sitting with us. Oh, what do you do? Where are you from? Chicago. Oh, I'm from Vegas. Oh, you grew up here? No, I'm actually just moving here for a job. And we keep playing, and my wife's like, so what kind of job moves you to Vegas? Are you in the service industry, she says. He's like, I guess you could call it that. I'm a football coach. Yeah. He does. He's not, like, the head coach of the Raiders. He's not the GM, but he works for the Raiders. He took a job in the Raider organization. Uh huh. We start getting into the quarterbacks. And Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Then I read the interview 
Ryan Poles did where he sat down with Peter King from uh, Football Morning in America. He had a, an opportunity to sit down and talk to him for over an hour. And they talked and talked and talked. And after reading this, he started it by saying, Peter, it's great to be with you. It's no cap at Jay Hood show, but ah. it's great to be with you. And I want to read you this quote, and then I want people in their cars, their breakfast nook at school, wherever you're at, to get fired up. It's a new era. We are the home of Bears football. I believe in building something to sustain success for a long period of time, Paul said. I'm all in on that. To me, that's got to be through the draft. This is just a chance to load up this team with a bunch of opportunity and flexibility to do that. It's time for this organization. The practice facility and the offices were just built. The new president, Kevin Warren, comes in, and we think the same innovative way, I think. We're in position to have a new stadium. Now with this opportunity at the first pick, it feels like an opportunity to kind of heal some of the things that happened before and become a really good team. Everything feels right. And he said to Peter, I know I can get a 24 one, 2024 number one pick and a 2025 number one pick in a major package for a trade. However far he goes down, I want to get a blue player. His term for a premier first rounder. And there's only six or eight of those where the Bears end up setting the board. But blue meaning blue chip, right? Correct. Okay. He has this, he colors them. Mm-hmm. You're good, but you're red. You're not. Blue. Blue is the top of the board. Got it. The Tyree Wilsons, the Bryce Youngs, the... um, Will Anderson. Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. Those guys are blue. But he said, I'm not greedy, but you're going to have to go above and beyond if you want me to close the door and make the trade now. And he said, I've gotten a call that I would go farther down than I would think I'd want to. But if the price is right, I'm building this long term, I would do it. Okay. So now we have to unpack what all that means. Mm-hmm. The last part of that is intriguing to me in which he's – I like to know what his floor is. I know what his ceiling is. That's the number one pick in the draft. But what's his floor? The old Jerry Angelo phrase of ceiling floor athletes. Correct. Ceiling floor when it comes to the draft. So what do you think his floor is? And explain that. Ceiling and floor, Angelo, he said – his floor is, okay, even if he's not what I hoped he was, he's not going to be worse than that. Yes, which is a good base. And if, right. Yep. And if he hits his ceiling, he's an all-pro. Mm-hmm. So in this iteration of, of ceiling floor or, or how far down he can go, how far down is he talking about here? So it sounds like he would be willing to make multiple trades down. Okay. Peter also referenced that if he goes from one down to two, He probably won't get a first-round pick for making that move, but he'd get two high picks, like maybe the next two number twos or a two and a three. Then he could go two to wherever and keep adding on draft capital. And they reference, Ryan doesn't, but Peter does, they want to be like the Eagles, who Howie Roseman last year, you want my 16th pick? I want two number ones. And so he got multiple picks. And now he's picking 10th because the Saints weren't very good. That's what Ryan wants. He wants future picks. He would like to get picks in 24, 25, and 26. You can't do that until the night of the draft. You can only trade 23, 24, 25 now on the league year when it starts on the 15th. If you wait till April 27th, you could add 2026. Like he could make a haul. But he's then telling you, this is a longer-term rebuild than bunch of picks. Now let's get it turned. You cool with that? Because I am. Okay, Cap. Okay. So I like to try to keep things as simple as possible because what am I? Just a mere sports fan. And so I'm watching this and reading this just like you're reading this. And I would tell you that I'm not going to change my opinion on the Bears. For Ryan Poles, do not outdumb the room. Which is, which is laid out there is somewhat complicated and also stretches out more time for the Bears to lose. And I understand that this upcoming season may or may not be a winning season for the Bears. As a matter of fact, I can call it right now. I don't expect the Bears to be in the playoffs in 23. 
But what I'm telling you is, Cap, is that when you have the number one pick in the draft, and yes, you have the opportunity to control the entire draft because you're one, Cap, you want to make sure that you get as many blue-chip athletes as possible. If you're going to trade out of one, I expect the Bears to be able to get several guys in the first round of the draft. And I don't, I'm not talking about going all the way down to past 10 to get that done. The further down you go, the, you, you're looking now you're looking at diamonds in the rough mm-hmm. more so than what is. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have what is than to, to just roll the dice and say, hey, look at, look at us. Look at all the moves that we made. Hey, man, don't, don't confuse activity with accomplishment. The accomplishment is to be able to get as many quality, difference-making, cornerstone athletes in the first top 10 that draft as you can. If you can, that's what I'm looking at if I'm polls. This whole idea of going up and down and saying, what if we don't get anything in the top 10 and we go down and get more picks? Now, just like any other draft, now you're saying, well, between 10 and 20, 10 and 25, these are what ifs. I think, what, I think I'd rather have what's sh- what I'm sure about in the top 10 for me. Okay. Valid point. Valid. For me... The roster is so bad. You're the worst team in the NFL. And I know there are people out there that cringe when they hear, you're picking number one for a reason. Mm -hmm. Because you have the worst roster in the league. And he knows that. He has intimated that in discussions. He has made comments like he does to Peter King. This is the chance, as he just said, to heal. Heal some of the things that happened before and become a really good team. Everything feels right and Peter then goes on to list the teams that might be willing to trade up what I keep hearing is Anthony Richardson is the guy that everybody is in love with now they all believe you better have a veteran quarterback stopgap and that kid has to develop his numbers at the combine insane oh absolutely no question insane the flavor of the combine in every measurable Vertical jump, 40 times, strength, every one of them. He uh, 60 miles an hour, he threw the football. 60 miles an hour. Every one of them, he was the winner. So, the question is, are you cool like I am? I don't think Hoodie is. If Ryan Pohl said I traded down to two and I got whatever, two and three from Houston, then I went from two to 15. The Titans want to come up. Or to 12. And I got a 24 number one and a 25 number one. And a second round pick and a third here and a fourth there. I'm all in, man. Because I want this thing built so that the rest of our career together, Mm -hmm. just like all those fans out there, the foreseeable future, the next decade. Holy bleep. Look at the 25 Bears, the 26 Bears, the 27. Young Lean, mean, stadiums under construction, and they're rolling. I'm into quality versus quantity. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to look at, at this upcoming draft and say, the next five or ten years as we do this, Cap, remember that draft? Look how look at that quality player in the top five that he was able to get. Mm-hmm. Look at the other picks that he was able to get in the second and third round. You know, it's funny. We can talk about these numbers all day. We can talk about how many players you're going to get, Cap. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that. But until we actually see the process and how good he is at the draft, these are just numbers. These are just what-ifs. These are just uh, suspects instead of prospects. That's exactly what it is. We can talk about these numbers all day. But if we judge the Bears on the Claypool deal, dot, dot, dot. So his talent evaluation is still under a big microscope. Correct. Claypool may turn out to be a hell of a football player. I hope he is. Don't he know. certainly, the eight games or whatever he played here, thereabouts, wasn't wildly impressive. He got hurt. But again, it was a bad team. Lousy offensive line, quarterback that was tucking the ball and running. You got two big-time quarterbacks in next year's draft. You may get to next season and go, holy bleep, I thought the Bears would be better this year. But guess what? They got three picks in the first round. Now you can go get any quarterback you want. It's fine, Cap, but those are still question marks. Uh, like we're, we're again, you have choices, but who are those choices? Mm-hmm. Who can be able to help you right away? Here's the difference between Poles and you and I. Poles feels like he's got plenty of time to be able to rebuild this thing. How much time do you and I have as Bears fans to wait? 
before we start criticizing. Right. That's it's all. That's just fair, right? Yes, I, we understand the plan, but where's the results? How soon can we see the results in a positive way? Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six. Shay, let's open the phone lines here on this Monday morning regarding the Bears. Cap wants uh, quantity, and I want quality. Are you with me or are you with Cap as far as the philosophy up there from Ryan Poles? We just laid it out for you for Monday morning quarterback. What do you think is best for the Bears? Cap and Jay Hood on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Checkmate 1 6. Suppression on target. That's why I see him in my shot. Shot or no shot with Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in my shot. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you on this Back to Work Monday, it is now time for Shot or No Shot. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Good morning, boys. Cap, let's get the blood pressure down a little bit from last segment. LaGrange Bob got you. If you missed it, it'll be on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know why I get, like, I, I'm doing what I should be doing with my life this. Yes. Because I'm passionate about it. Yes. Why do I let guys like that just drive me up a freaking wall? Well, I've been there with him, as you well know. So... Now it's your turn. Caleb Williams lost to Tulane. No, they lost 46-45. This is your in rare form this morning. Hood, this is for you. Shot or no shot? This is the angriest cap spend since his civic embarrassment rant about the Cubs. Uh, it's, it's it's right up there. It's in the team photo. LaGrange yeah. Bob struck a nerve, man. No, nah, it's just that you're just tired of just the nonsense. That's all. I mean, but that's what LaGrange Bob is there. See, we have callers in there just to tweak you, you know. They're, they're, they're put in place for this. Yeah, it's just... But you always take the cheese. I do. Just (laughs) let this man, Ryan Poles, do his job. He was brought here to do a job. And if you'll please read Football Morning in America, where he said, this is a chance to heal some of the mistakes of the past. Multiple picks. We're not one player away, folks. I don't care if Jalen Carter is a nine-time Pro Bowler. He ain't the difference between this and a Super Bowl. Love to have them. Get me a bunch of good players. A bunch. Let's go. Just be careful on the the whole edict of trying to be safe. I want them to be able to get quality and still be able to. Can't they do both? I think you can. Can can both things be true? Can we both get what we want in that you're able to get yourself a couple cornerstone players in the first round? At the same time, the second round, for the next few years, you can still be able to get good quality players. There's there is talent throughout drafts, and I'm not telling you again. Don't trade the number one for 15 threes. If I'm picking 12 and 19 and 26, and I got three number ones over the next two years, I'm good. Hope he finds the right players, because even though he might have time, different argument. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, but it's all part of it, though. All right, is it not? It's all part of it. Agreed. All right, boys. Ian Rappaport reported from the Combine yesterday that after watching the quarterbacks work out on Saturday, teams are now, quote, scrambling to trade the top pick in the, to trade for the top pick in the draft. Listen to this. The people I've spoken with, as, as of right now, likely that the Bears end up moving the number one pick. Certainly they've had interest, I would say significant interest from several teams in the top ten about potentially coming up to one. And if you wondered why, what would teams want to trade a ton of draft capital for just to get all the way up to number one? We saw a lot of it today. These quarterbacks are as talented a group as we've seen in at least in a couple of years watch cj stroud put on the show obviously bryce young didn't do much today except for hang around will levis uh, put on a show as well and then anthony richardson everything that he did there's a lot of reasons why teams may have to move up to go take maybe the raiders the panthers are still looking for a quarterback all of those teams at least potentially could end up trading draft capital and getting up to one. That's why Ryan Poles' phone is going to be one of the more intriguing items going forward over the next two months or so. All right, Rappaport added there's enough momentum. The Bears could actually trade the number one pick ahead of free agency, which opens on March 15th. In modern NFL history, no top five pick has been traded before free agency. My question, shot or no shot? The Bears should buck that trend and strike when the iron's hot. Go ahead, Johnny. I would say, uh, I would say, no shot if it's me. But for Ryan Poles, he might see something completely different, though. Cap, 
I say no shot for me, but if he sees something where it's like, but I got to get this deal now because I have a report th- these teams to be able to make that move, then go ahead. Yeah, for me, it's a shot if the deal makes sense. Right. If he picks up his phone, yellow, we offering what? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Well, let me get back to you. Let me see what else is out there in the next 12 hours. Right, but if some guy calls him, whoever it is, you pancake-eating blankety-blank from draft day and says, uh, three number ones, David Putney, blah, 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 because I feel like it, in. Okay. okay. He has an idea what the price is. And so if his phone rings and the price is in his mind this, and somebody gives him that or surpasses it, but the other end says, you've got 30 minutes. In 30 minutes, this offer's off the table and I'm moving in a different direction. Then, then make the deal. You sure, absolutely. Whatever is best it's for, right. Whatever is best for Justin Fields, as I always tell you. Whatever is best for him. Because he's the guy. He's one, for better or for worse, however people look at it, he's one of the pillars at this point in time. Right. Maybe. Maybe. That hasn't changed because he's still on the roster. Agreed. Yeah. And, I, and I like him. I'm all in. Yeah. But we may find a year from now, wow, Bears have three number one picks over the next two years, and they may use some of that to go get Caleb Williams, even though LaGrange Bob doesn't like him. Shay. All right, there's nothing like the combine in the draft. <laughs> Everybody's got an opinion on what the Bears should do with the number one pick. We know what they say about opinions. Everyone's got one. They all stink. One of the latest huh? voices to lend an opinion, though, is former running back LaDainian Tomlinson, who had this to say on NFL Network. I believe Chicago should trade out of their first pick. They need a plethora of positions to fill there in Chicago to put around Justin Field. You put this kid in your, in your backfield, your offense instantly gets a lot better. He's going to make Justin Fields better. I think B. John Robinson to Chicago. Obviously, you're going to get him around maybe the 10th pick. Mm-hmm. Th- I'm thinking. You get a lot of Certainly value the top right away, yeah. You get a lot of value yeah. right away. There you go. B. John Robinson running back out of Texas in the top 10. Trade down. Shot or no shot? This is the single dumbest draft idea for the Bears yet. Oh, I think that's a shot. I mean, I've seen some other ones that are kind of questionable, but this is, this is LaDainian Tomlinson looking at the Bears 10 years ago. Correct. All right, that's a that's a, a, a an analyst would say, you know, the Bears, you know, they're just meat and potatoes. They just run the football and play good defense. Well, you're better than that. It, I mean, of all things that you need to fill, I think running back's fine. Yeah, I'm with you. No sh- shot that this is one of the dumbest ideas. No shot that you're taking B. John Robinson in the top ten. Now, if you told me, wow. It, it, Obviously, people are paying attention to Carmen and Yurko. There, no running back is gone through pick twenty-five. Yeah, and Ryan Pole says, "I got a like unbelievable grade. That's my guy. I got to get him." So he is able to move from I don't know whatever he's got in his thirty-three to twenty-nine, and he snatches him, and he feels okay. Whatever, top ten. Yeah. Get out of here. I mean, I know that Dijon Robinson's a good player. I mean, he's a he's a good Dijon, not Dijon Mustard. What's that? What? It's Bijan with a B for like the TV show Billions. You don't know. All I know wow. is that this Dijon <laughs> he's Mustard. He's named after the mustard. All I know is that this Dijon, he's okay, okay? But not to the point where I'd have him at the number, you know, in my top 10. Absolutely not. He might be a good player. But I don't think Dijon's worth that. He's not. He's not going to cut the mustard for the Bears. Wow. <laughs> Shay, that might be a fine. What did I say? What? What? You might get fined. Oh, oh my goodness! What did I say wrong? Isn't it the kid's name? What did no, I do? Bijan, like Bobby Axelrod with a B. Oh, I'm mistaken. You don't have to yell, by the way. <laughs> wow, son of a bitch! He can't stop yelling this he's morning. He's just yelling at me, and Dang. I'm his partner. Shot or no shot, he yelled at the guy on the plane. This is where I want to get to next. <laughs> okay. Because yeah, over the weekend, 
Cap, I know you experienced something similar to this, so I want to talk about it. Over the weekend, I, I was with some people from the station. Uh, we took an Uber from one bar to another. It was a Toyota Prius, obviously a very small car. If you know me, I'm a very large man. Uh, a bit of a fat ass, I call myself. Jake Cantu's girlfriend thought it would be funny to make me sit in the middle seat in the back of a Toyota Prius and then spend the entire ride talking about how uncomfortable everybody is. Shot or no shot, this is a douche move, putting me in the middle seat. <laughs> no, you're the douche for accepting it. <laughs> now we're crossing uh, segments and shows now. Why did you just not say no? Uh, absolutely not. Isn't it a Carmen Yurko bit? Who's the douche? Is that what they do? I think it's one of the segments yes, that they have. That yes. is a Carmen and Yurko bit. Who's the douche? Yeah. Okay, so um, I would say uh, Cap is correct. Unless, unless you just were comfortable in the middle. Between those two. He likes being dominated by women. Is that the case? All right. Is that the case? It's my business. All right? That's my oh, business. Oh, he talks about being out, drunk, out there on a Saturday night, but then that's his business. He likes to be dominated by smaller people. Well, Jay, I mean, if you know Jake Cantu, guy weighs 90 pounds. I thought we were going to bust the doors off the Uber with me in the middle. <laughs> this poor Prius. And then I'm squeezing them both either way. I was wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> the only reason I didn't get the front seat, my friend was out with us. He's 6'7", so he's oh. got to get shotgun. Oh, my God. And I get stuck riding bitch in the back seat. Oh, all right. Let's not do that. Cap. Damn. Cap, step in there and say something. No. That's not, let, he can't be saying that. Can he? Clean it up. <laughs> Cap, I know you had a similar experience on your flight. There was a problem with the middle seat. So every time I fly, Clean it up. my wife wants the window seat. Uh -huh. And that means I get the middle or I don't sit with her. And I like to sit with my wife. Of course. Why wouldn't you, right? There's comfort there. And I've said to her, you take the middle for a change. She's like, that's fine. But I'm going to sleep on your shoulder. Right. That's the worst. You don't want her sleeping on your shoulder? If we're snuggled on the couch watching TV, that's different than a flight. Uh, I, and I'm trying to move around. I got my iPad. I don't sleep on planes unless I am, like, wiped out. Yeah. And we got the bulkhead. It was a huge plane. The one where it has, like, four seats in the middle, three oh, and yeah. three. It was that's, huge. It's huge, yeah. And it was sold out. 365 people on the flight. Coming back to Chicago? Yeah. They run it every day now from Vegas early from here there and afternoon from there here. And I get this guy who's built like Shea. Yep. Larger man. Yep. He sits down next to me. He's got the aisle. Now we get nothing in front of us. You can stretch your legs out. He's asleep before we leave the gate. He's kind of unkempt. He wasn't smelly, but I don't have a sense of smell. So, but he, both armrests, the armrests don't go up. Yeah. Both armrests, he's out. Elbows out. No, no. One no. in my side. I got Mindy fast asleep next to me. I got no room whatsoever. The only time he woke, can I get a snack box? That's what he wanted. He wanted to buy a snack box. Uh -huh. Now he's trying to tear the cheese open and the chips or whatever hell else he's eating. And I finally said, you comfortable over there? Oh. <laughs> Ate his food right back asleep. Elbows right back in my rib. No. He can only have one rest, not both. Right. Like, I got nothing. Right. Yeah, you got to. I think in that situation, when there's three people in a row, you get at least one armrest. Fair? Fair. Get at least one. He can't have both. Thank goodness I had full swing on Netflix, the golf uh, eight-part series. Uh-huh. It's amazing. I understand that, Cap. So I locked in on that and ignored this. Jackaloon to my right. Well, I think you step in there and say something like, hey, pal, I don't have an armrest here. He's asleep now. You know what? Just like he did you, little elbow to the ribs, right to the short ribs. I actually once put my arm like against his Bam! and tried to push it a little bit. Yeah. It was he was having none of that. The meat hook would not move, huh? No. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. We would we would have speaks. And I have a wife who literally, before we, we sat on the runway for 20 minutes, we were like, a, we're 11th in line. And 20 minutes, we finally take off. She's already asleep, does not land until they made her put her seat up, and we're landing. I don't know wow. how she does that. Wow. I didn't sleep one wink on the plane. Around the NFL is coming up next and still to come. Courtney Cronin 
with her thoughts about the draft and the Bears and the NFL. All part of the mix on Cap and Jay Hood. Here's today's headline with Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Chicago. Mike Clevenger won't face discipline from Major League Baseball, which closed this investigation of allegations against the White Sox pitcher. The Bulls got a 42-point effort out of Zach Levine, but the Bulls lost 125 to 122. The Big Ten tournament bracket is set. Seven-seeded Illinois will take on Penn State on day two. That's on Thursday at 5.30. Northwestern sealed up their number two seed in the tournament with a win over Rutgers yesterday and will face the winner of Penn State and Illinois on Friday. That's at 5.30. Taylor Jenkins, the Memphis head coach, offered no timetable for a return for John Morant. Purdue over Illinois, 76-71. And Arch Madness, who was Drake over Bradley, 77-51. And longtime teammate here at ESPN 1000, the voice of the Rays, Dave Wills passed away yesterday. Kevin Jay Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Keep your beak out of this. Courtney Cronin, National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN. I think you have to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo. Breaking down the Bears and the latest NFL storylines. Team transcendent quarterback Ross is not this guy. You know, he's very legacy conscious. He wanted to go to Denver and build something and win a Super Bowl there. Courtney Cronin with Kevin J. Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Courtney Cronin covers the Bears for ESPN ESPN.com. She joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the CarX man. Good morning, Courtney. Hey, guys, how are you? What's up, Double C? That'll be a fine. Yep. One dollar to Bernie's right Bank. Got you it. You go right What's up? Uh, just recovering from what was a very long week in Indianapolis. I mean, you guys were in and out, you know, there for a day or two. The rest of us are still uh, running on the whole three hours of sleep thing. So I envy you, but um, I also I also know how important of a week that was to be there for the totality of all the rumor seasons and all that in Indianapolis. We should tell Courtney the latest from Peter King. So did you read the Peter King Football Morning in America? I have not. Enlightened, please. Okay, so he sat down in Ryan Pohl's hotel suite, 19 stories above downtown Indy, and spent about an hour with him. And Pohl's, with a number of interesting quotes, I won't read all of them to you so you can read the article, but he did say... <laughs> That's not good. 19 <laughs> floors, you said, Cap. Yeah. So you can see, so you can see coming to Kentucky very clearly. Exactly. Now with this opportunity at the first pick, it feels like an opportunity to kind of heal some of the things that happened before and become a really good team. Everything feels right. He said, I know I can get a 2024 number one and a 2025 number one in a major package for a trade. However far down I go this year, I want to be sure I get a blue player. His turn for a premier first rounder, and there may only be six or eight of those when the Bears end up setting up their board. But he said, I did get a call outside the top 10, and for me to do that, it would have to really, really make sense. So it sounds yeah, like he's making I mean, a longer-term rebuild rather than, i got to turn this thing around right now. Well, no, I mean, that's what I think that's what we've been saying all along, or anybody who doesn't believe in the quick fix, one-year turnaround, that's, that's why they're looking for future draft capital. It's not so much the 2023 picks that polls can get in exchange for number one. It's the haul that could potentially include the 2024 first rounder as far out, I guess, as 2025, if they're able to go that route. Like you're thinking a Trey Lance sort of haul there. If you're looking at that many picks into the future, because of all the ones that, the San Francisco 49ers had to give up to get up to three to get him, which was 2021, two, and three. And then obviously the, the additional later round picks too. But it's, I'm, I left Indianapolis not so sure of the hall, thinking it's going to be this incredible, you know, thing that they get, that it's going to be a ton of picks and they're going to get to like name their price here. I just, I'm not really sure that teams looking at quarterbacks know that there's a surefire guy that they want to go get at number one. Yes, we know about the buzz around Anthony Richardson and his incredible combine workout. That's great. Does that mean he's going to be the number one prospect overall? I mean, Vegas's odds still have him as number two. Is Bryce Young a can't-miss prospect? He could be, but there's still – everyone I talk to in Indianapolis doesn't have that general consensus 
that you give up heaven and earth to go and get him. So I understand where Poles is coming from in terms of his philosophy for how he wants to build this thing that's similar to what he had told us the last, you know, the last time we met with him in Indianapolis when he was talking about being judicious still and, and trying to move back, and that's how they were leaning. But I just don't know if it's going to be, especially now that Jalen Carter and all the questions around him, you know, that, that threw a wrench into the Bears' plans. Like, if there's not two defenders in the top, you know, five, six picks, whatever that you think you, you'd like to add to your team, does that take some leverage away from you uh, and what you're able to get for the number one overall pick? So I am I'm a little surprised, I guess, just by how aggressive he thinks teams are going to be to move up to that spot, considering we haven't even hit free agency yet to see where Aaron Rodgers is going to be, where Lamar Jackson is going to be on top of the actual free agent quarterbacks. Based on the whispers at the bar uh, and, and those that you talked to, are there other combine players that you had heard about that maybe the Bears could be interested in? Because, again, the Bears have so many holes in that depth chart, Courtney. So is there certain names that maybe could be linked to the Bears? Yeah, I think the free agent names that you start hearing about potentially, you know, like upgrades on the offensive line. I mean, Mike McGlinchey is one that, you know, could be. I mean, I know he plays right tackle, and I know that that would be pretty expensive. But that's one that I heard circulating towards the later part of the week. I think it's more just like the positions that they can look to add. I mean, I was kind of surprised, you know, in, someone I talked to within the team was, was pretty adamant about, well, they're, they need to keep players that – there's certain players that they want to keep on this roster from last year to continue to build upon, and one of those guys was Nick Morrow. And not that I was surprised I think Morrow's a solid player, but one that I didn't think would – that's not a big splash sort of name because linebacker was brought up to me as a position that they could really go after here in free agency. And I, I – what Paul said about trying to move the overall number one pick before free agency because they think they could get a player in the mix. Um, I know that you and I, you guys had talked about it with me. I've talked about it with other people thinking, okay, well, is Carolina a team that would want to do that? And would Brian Burns potentially be a name, a big player contract that they could take on? And I tapped into that, and that was not the read that I got. So I don't know if that's maybe that means that they'd be out on that. I don't think that Carolina wants to move a player of that caliber. So I, if, if this thing really does get done, and there's some within the organization who I spoke with in Indianapolis who do believe it actually is possible to get done before the league year you know, legal tampering period starts on March 13th, then – I, I just I'm curious to see which big player contract is going to get offloaded because that's what the Bears are going to have to do. Another thing, they don't have to spend a hundred million dollars in free agency. Yeah, they have the salary cap space, but that, according to the CBA, that stuff can roll over. It doesn't mean they have to go on a crazy spending spree all at once, but they will probably have to take on one to two big contracts. You know, in the next couple weeks, if they end up doing that, the one name I was surprised to not hear or really any of them so far, any of those receivers that had generated any buzz, the DeAndre Hopkinses, the Devontae Adams, people that you know are, would be a massive upgrade at the position, but you'd have to get via trade. There really doesn't seem to be much buzz generated on that right now as far as the Bears adding to that position group. So in reading this whole thing, and I highly recommend everybody read it, Peter's so good, uh, Ryan talks about getting the top pick and – we, he goes, literally, I was never on my radar screen that we were going to get number one. There's no way Houston's going to do what they did, and all of a sudden, they did. Now it sounds like you mentioned Carolina and Indianapolis, and I talked to someone this weekend in the league who said Anthony Richardson is without a doubt, and it's not his words, not mine, it's not close. Anthony Richardson is the number one quarterback in this draft. Do you think he's good enough Are you from what you hear from people in the league that they move heaven and earth to get that guy? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I had this discussion on radio yesterday morning, and I have talked with people about this throughout the week. His measurables are great. A quarterback that's 6'4", 240-plus pounds, that's awesome. If you want to make the comparison to Cam Newton, they're there. But – Think about what happened the first week of the season. They go and beat Utah by three, and he's on top, riding high on top of the world, and then he went and fall, fell off a cliff against Kentucky. 
Guy had like a 54% completion percentage in college. I don't care how high you can jump in Indianapolis or how fast your 40 time is as a quarterback. Does that help you complete passes? Does that help you read defenses? That, to me, was the buzz that I got out of Indianapolis and talking to scouts where, you know, that's they're not convinced either. I mean, anybody can have a great combine workout, and certainly that will help your draft stock. Does that mean that he goes – ahead of a C.J. Stroud, if, you know, if Stroud was expected to initially go number two at, quarter, at the quarterback spot, does that mean Richardson could go number two? Sure. He's not a polished product. He is still a project, even though he had no clue what that term meant when he was asked about it. Um, it's very obvious that's what he's going to be at this next level. Could he pan out to be a star? 100%. I think he might be a more explosive runner than Cam Newton was when he was with the Carolina Panthers, but I don't think that this is a proj- uh, prospect that you end up moving all the way up the draft board, giving up a lot of future first-round assets to get him because we just haven't seen him put it all together on the college tape yet. I think that that would be putting a lot more of the cart before the horse just because you're impressed by his measurables and his workout. Courtney, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Take care. Have a great day. It is uh, Courtney Cronin on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Coming up next, Cap and I will give you an opportunity for you to check us out on the 24th of March for the 25th anniversary celebration for ESPN 1000. You want tickets? Well, he'll tell you how to be able to get those tickets next on Cap and J Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Cap and J Hood are back. On ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Time to go around the National Football League right here on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. And still to come, an opportunity for you to be part of our 25th anniversary event. It's going to be at the House of Blues on March 24th. You can win tickets coming up at 850 right here on the home of the Bears ESPN 1000. Around the NFL, here's Shay Norling. Shay? I got three quarterback questions. I want to start with something coming out of the combine after the quarterbacks threw on Saturday and did their workouts in front of teams on the field. Uh... Is Anthony Richardson really going to go number one overall? The Florida quarterback who all of the measurables jump off the page. He's tall. He's built. He can run. And now after throwing, everybody's talking about this guy. He might be the best quarterback in the draft. Hoodie, you and I watched him at Florida. Unimpressive. And yet, we're hearing he might be the best QB in the draft. Listen, and I always come with a warning label. As someone who watches a ton of college football, and Cap knows what I'm going to say, I'm looking at this through college football eyes. That's, that's what I look at. I, you know who was wrong about Justin Herbert? This guy. You know who was wrong about Justin Herbert? Black and Abdallah. Shay Norling. Nothing I saw in college thought, man, this guy's going to be a difference maker. But with the right system and the right coaching, you never know. Anthony Richardson, when I saw in Florida, I see the measurables, and I know that he is wowing people at the combine. I just didn't see it in college. Then mean that he can't go to a system and, and flourish and do well. So, we'll see. I called Alex Brown, Florida guy. Oh, God. Who's the best quarterback in the draft? He said, Anthony Richardson. He said, trust me, I talked to people down there. The kid can process. The kid can do everything. Uh He had a bad team around him in a tough league, as we all know. Mm -hmm. He believes Anthony Richardson's the guy. You know, that's where you make your bread and butter, by the way, in those uh, tough uh, Power 5 conferences there, especially in the SEC. That's when you know whether or not you're a difference maker or not, usually. Right? Yeah, Let's so. not forget, there were people that had concerns on Patrick Mahomes until they got him into the meetings and the workouts and the whole deal and went, we're good. Yeah, but he was good in college. What does the team go? Five and six? So Grange Bob probably thinks he should have been an eighth round Who pick. cares? He had like 41 touchdowns to 10 picks. Mahomes was great in college. Anthony Richardson was not. You give me Patrick Mahomes, I can give you a whole bunch of busts that weren't very good in the first round. Yeah. I, all I'm telling you is is that, again, I, I told you, I come with a guy that watches a ton of college football. That you do. Now, 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 but, but again, Cap, 
that's not an evaluation for me to tell you for sure this guy's good. It's very rarely that I tell you, hey, man, I saw this guy in college. When he gets to the next level, he's already ready to play on Sundays. I rarely I tell you that in season, right? On a Saturday. Like, hey, man, I watched this guy on Saturday. He's already ready for Sundays. I never tell you that. Very rarely. But what I'm telling you is that with Anthony Richardson, the hope is that he gets into a good program. Mm-hmm. They can accentuate the positives, hide the negatives, and he can be everything that people say he is. What if he goes somewhere where he can sit behind a veteran for two seasons? And all of a sudden, you're like, wow. What did they do over the last 24 months with that guy? He looks amazing. You mean like the Texans, like sit behind Davis Mills? No, they're they're not bringing him back. (laughs) But like Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, people forget, sat for three years. Uh Patrick Mahomes sat for a full year. Yet, we watch other teams stick guys right in there, and they struggle. Justin Herbert got in there pretty quick. Remember, he lost the job or didn't get the job. They gave it to Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. And then he got hurt, and it's been Herbert ever since. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Shane Orley. All right, let's go back to last week. Uh, I believe this was Friday, Adam Schefter reporting from the NFL Combine about what Aaron Rodgers' decisions could be. Notice the decision he didn't have in his list of options. Yeah, my sense is there are continue to be more and more signs about him leaving Green Bay. And I think in the end, my sense is that ultimately it will come down to whether he wants to play elsewhere, which would be really the New York Jets, or whether he wants to retire. To me, those are the two most logical options and the two most likely scenarios here. But again, we have not heard from Aaron Rodgers himself. We have heard the Packers talk about Jordan Love and how much belief they have in him and how much progress he's made. And I think he's their quarterback of the future. Fellas, he's gone. I think I'm comfortable saying it for the first time ever. Just really comfortable. Rodgers is gone. No, where is he going? We heard right there the two options from Schefter. No, because it sounds like the Jets and Derek Carr are not. There's no deal. Like the Jets, he's not going elsewhere. We heard from Schefter. Retirement's the next option. He's going to walk away from fifty million dollars over each of the next two years. Yeah, he's Chappelle. He's going to go to Africa. Spend some time over there and then come back. Wow. That will say a lot. You know what? Here's something we don't talk about around the NFL. So whether it's Derek Carr or Rodgers, how close are the Jets from being a perennial playoff team under Salah? They've got a chance. If they get the quarterback thing right, they got, what did we say, Shay? 19 or 14 number one and two picks of their own that are on the roster. Jets? Yes. They've got a lot of talent there. Well, they have the guy who was maybe the best defensive player in football last year in uh, Sauce Gardner. You got Quinn and Williams, a great defensive tackle. The defense really is elite. It was top five in the NFL last year. They're a quarterback away. So a quarterback away from being the third best team Well, the problem in, is, the, in the AFC? East? Yeah, the problem is they play in the AFC. No, I, I think they're a quarterback away from contending to win that division, but yeah. they, they play in the wrong conference because you have to go through the gauntlet of quarterbacks to get to the Super Bowl. Hold on, brother. They're not nowhere close. I don't care what they add. Buffalo's the class of that AFC East for quite some time. They're number two. The the Bills? No. The, the Jets. The Jets. If they get a quarterback, I think they could contend with Buffalo. Their, I, defense, I agree. their defense is better than Buffalo's. So New England will still spin their wheels at 89. They being around there. They blow. And then Miami's still looking for what I still think they're still looking for a quarterback. Yeah, I'm not a huge Tua guy. I just think that that's... Something they need to so fix. issues there. Yeah. Okay. 7-10 last year, you, you do make a salient point, talk about the weapons that they have. It was slip-sliding after their um, victory against the Bears. They couldn't win a ball game. Yeah, but they had the guy who so. uh, created White Lotus was playing quarterback for him. Mike this? White. Mike White, yeah. <laughs> awesome. They so lost their do? star running back, Brees Hall, who was off to a great year. All right, who else? All right, uh, how about multiple teams going after pencil ear? Many teams are going after pencil ear laminated play sheet, Matt Patricia, uh, including the Philadelphia Eagles, who I read wanted to be a linebacker's coach, and Darius Slay, who played for Patricia in Detroit and got into a rather public spat. Not happy with the Eagles. Well, listen, and Cap can tell you this better than anybody. You know, 
as long as you have relationships and you're a decent guy, you can always get a job. Always. In the coaching fraternity. Correct. All right. No matter. I mean, there are still coaches today. Like Mike, like John Fox is still coaching somewhere. Correct. Where is he? Is a uh, uh, Indy, isn't he? I think it was Indy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he just got hired in Detroit. He's a defensive assistant or consultant right. or something. That's right. Right. He, I, Went so, from Indy to Detroit. So, okay. So, Cap, as you know, in his coaching fraternity, it does not surprise me that Coach Pencil still has an opportunity to coach someplace because they'll look at him and say, you worked with Belichick. You can't be all bad. The, obviously, again, the media has one perspective. Fans have a perspective. If there are guys in the league who respect his his knowledge and like him as a guy, mm-hmm. you're going to get a job. Yeah. Just a fact. I will say as a fan, I have watched this guy fail spectacularly in two places. Fail spectacularly. Mm-hmm. Now, when, when he was with New England the first run, they gave up. I mean... They let everybody score. They were running a brothel. They let everybody score (laughs) the first stint when he was there. You look at Nick Foles putting up 41 in a Super Bowl on a Matt Patricia defense. You look at how they got gutted by Marcus Mariota. Then he goes to Detroit, fails in the most spectacular fashion imaginable. He won, what, nine games in three seasons and got Darius Slade to demand a trade because of a very public spat where he said incredibly disrespectful things to Slade in the film room in front of the team. You can Google it. I won't get into what Patricia said, but... Mm. Trust, it's not nice. Okay, then he, he goes back to New England where he's the offensive coordinator and oversees the worst red zone offense in the NFL. Now he gets another gig? How do we keep letting this guy get a soft landing okay, spot? It you, doesn't make sense you, as a fan. Again, it makes no you, sense. You know that better than I do. That That's your team. He has, what, three Super Bowl rings? He's not all bad. Yes, I, but he can't. I understand. And when it's you, oh, great, you got a Super Bowl ring. You let the Falcons go up twenty-eight-three on you again. It's not him like let his, them; the players let but them. But it's his defense. Like he's the guy that gets held accountable for it. Well, so he's is the Belichick. guy. He's Belichick's the guy who could sure, guy. But, but Patricia's the guy overseeing the defense. Couldn't scheme Marcus Mariota out of a game. Couldn't scheme Nick Foles out of a game. His defenses were never good. Then he fails incredibly publicly, socially in Detroit, gets the soft landing back with Belichick. I don't get how this guy just keeps getting a pillow to land on well, when everywhere he goes is a disaster. Well, I gave you the answer. The answer is is that as long as he's in the coaching fraternity, he'll find a, a landing spot unless you're a bad guy. Now, he might be a bad guy to some media and definitely to some players, but as long as he's got a plan – or an idea that coaches say, you know what, he should be part of our system. It would not surprise me for him to get a job. Yeah, yeah. The resume speaks for itself. Absolutely. Shay just laid out the receipts there. But still, he's in the mix. Okay, while coaching right? the Patriots defense from 06 to 17. We're talking about the greatest coach in the history of the sport. Put this guy in charge of his defense for 11 seasons. The team was top 10 in fewest points 11 of 12 years. His 2016 defense, number one in the NFL. Six rushing touchdowns allowed were fewest in the league in the entire season. He also helped the Patriots lead the NFL in turnover differential twice. Finished first in the AFC in 2011. Plus 28 turnover differential, tied for second highest. What are we doing here reading this? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Well, you just keep saying how awful this guy is, and I'm giving you a freaking resume that's pretty impressive. He may be a horrible guy. I don't know this dude. But, I mean, we can't just throw dirt on his grave that he's horrifically bad. I'm telling you, he's, he's got a lot of quality there on his resume. Courtney Cronin's coming your way as she gives her thoughts about the Bears and the draft. That's all part of the mix on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show.